Driving America toward a clean energy future. Green New Deal or something else? President Joe Biden's ambitious executive actions on climate change may end up costing U.S. taxpayers trillions of dollars. Here to break it down and explain the potential impact on American workers is Dr. Patrick Moore. He was a co-founder of Greenpeace. He currently sits on the board of the CO2 Coalition. Dr. Moore is author of the book, Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. Dr. Moore, it's great having you with us. So first, let's look at Joe Biden's order that commits the United States to rejoin the Paris Agreement on climate change. So what effect might that have on the U.S. economy? It will have the effect of allowing China to continue growing its emissions along with India and many other countries, uh, which I, I don't doubt that they feel like they should do that. But for the United States to artificially constrict itself without other countries agreeing to doing the same thing, first off, is ridiculous. And secondly, the United States is the only industrialized country that has reduced its CO2 emissions over the last 10 years because of substituting natural gas for coal in electricity production primarily. The, the wind and solar people take credit for it, but that is not the truth. The truth is that coal has gone down and gas has gone up and gas has only 50% of the CO2 emissions of coal. So naturally, CO2 emissions go down when you do that. The Chinese have just built more new coal plants in the last year than the whole rest of the world put together. I don't understand why the United States would do such a thing when the Chinese are pretending that they are going to start phasing out fossil fuels in 2060. You know, like, that's 40 years from now. And it's costing jobs and it's costing energy independence for the whole of North America. Because not only is the U.S. on this kick, but the Canadian politics in the East are trying to destroy the oil sands in the West. And they have the U.S., whole U.S. environmental movement on their side, along with the Rockefeller Brothers Foundation in New York. They say they're fighting climate change. No, they're fighting fossil fuels. It's a war on fossil fuels. They can't change the climate. They have no idea what they're doing when they say they think they can change the climate by ending the use of fossil fuels. It is a fairy tale. I want, to talk, I want to talk a little bit more about the agenda, but it seems that we're returning to the Obama-era policy of shifting the country away from oil and gas production. Energy workers and industry officials, as you know, are angry over that. They're losing their livelihoods. Some politicians uh, suggest, well, these job losses can be minimized if we just produce more solar panels and windmills. Your thoughts? It's not possible to replace reliable, cost-effective energy that comes from fossil fuels, hydroelectric, and nuclear power with technology that is intermittent, really intermittent, like sometimes three days it goes away. That's why hospitals are putting in huge diesel generator sets in order to be ready for these blackouts, because they can't do without power. Uh, they have to have it 24-7, and wind and solar can't do that. Every time you build a wind and solar farm, you have to build something else that is reliable to back it up. So I'm assuming you don't buy into this premise that we're going to experience more monster storms, flooding, natural disasters. If we don't act quickly, we may have a short time before the seas rise and the world comes to an end. So what's the real agenda here? Well, I would first like to know what the world coming to an end actually looks like. That's such a stupid thing to say. 
the world isn't going to come to an end, and neither is life on Earth going to come to an end. They are playing on people's belief in things that are invisible and or so remote that no one can see them for themselves. Those are the fake invisible catastrophes, like the giant Pacific garbage patch twice the size of Texas in the middle of the Pacific Ocean where no one can see whether it's there or not. It is not there. It does not exist. It is a total fake thing that CNN is playing up as something real out there in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, twice the size of Texas. It's not there. All the plants that produce the basis of life in the sea, it's the phytoplankton, which are tiny plants. On land, it's all the forests and fields that you see growing plants. That is the basis of life. And they live because carbon dioxide is in the atmosphere. And the fact is, carbon dioxide is at, at one of its lowest points in the history of Earth, the long history of Earth. And here we have made up this fantasy that carbon dioxide is a pollutant, that it's like toxic or something. It's absolute rubbish. But because you can't see it, you can't observe for yourself what it's doing. You can't look over and say, look what the CO2 is doing over there, because you can't see it. So they can make up any story they want. And then, because the average person can't observe it for themselves, we have to depend on the activists, the media, the politicians, and the scientists on serial government grants for the truth. Why would they tell us the truth when their whole careers depend upon us believing their fake scare story? Follow the science, the real science, and follow the money. Okay, Dr. Patrick Moore of the CO2 Coalition, thank you so much for sharing your insights. Pleasure to be with you, Gary.